the pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. same old podcast welcome to the spitting nonsense podcast where we spit absolute nonsense at you guys my name is jasmine my name is black oh sorry that's not what it is it's zach whack whack zach (laughs) but uh uh yeah we're not new people so uh but if this is your first time listening welcome we love to have you here hanging around um and we always come prepared with some great information. So, yeah. right off the top, uh, Zach, like, did you want to include? Are, are we waiting till the end for your twenty twenty four predictions? No, or, so I, I'm coming up with a new thing. Um, I'll come up with a title for each year. Twenty twenty three was the season of free. Twenty twenty two was the season of poo. Twenty twenty one was the season of no fun. Twenty twenty. Was the season of COVID? No, I don't. <laughs> I had one, but I lost it. I don't give a shit. Twenty twenty is just known as twenty twenty. Twenty twenty four, I've come up with is the season is the season of of more. Horse. Oh, more. Yeah, season of more. And <laughs> the I'm not, season of more. And I don't know. I don't know how you want to express more. You could express it as like, oh, more um, goodness in your life, or or, uh, or like your number one Spotify song is "Give Me More." Give me more by Britney Spears. <laughs> give me, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like 2024, I had a prediction for, and. Um, I just said two major things are going to happen this year, one in late fall, spring, one in late fall, which, yeah, that sounds like it's because it's also the election year, so I'm just kind of guessing, and it sounds like a simple guess, but I was spot on for 2020, so I can... We uh, should reenact the price master. Oh, no. $4,000 for 2024. Uh, no, it'll be Brian four. literally cut on the Price Master on New Year's and then forgot that he cut it on and then asked who cut it on. Yeah, no, I've gotten everybody into the Price Master here. Price Master on YouTube, you should watch it. Um, anyways, other than that, I don't really have much else going on. But we, we don't recommend the Price Master, but. No, I, rec- I recommend the Price Master. You recommend the Price Master? I recommend the Price Master. All 32 minutes? Yes. Jesus. You remember we watched about 15 minutes of it, and you're like, how much longer does this have on it? Yeah. And we were exactly halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, I I have to start out this year with uh, a Naked Truth, uh, a new one, a fresh one, hello, and welcome. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I gotta get the theme song going now. Jesus. Um, so, I did have one I wanted to talk about, but I think I just lost track of it. No, I have it now. Uh, let's talk about the 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 great stink of eighteen eighty five of eighteen fifty eight. Sorry, that's eighteen fifty eight. Yeah, great stink of eighteen fifty eight. Is I this mean, an American stink or a European stink? I'm pretty sure it's European. Let me bring it up. European. Yeah. More like European. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a big stinky. Oh, it's a big stink, and I'm I'm telling you, it's a big stink because it happened on the River Thames in London. Uh, of all places. Not uh, the River Thames. Well, so it happened in the summer of 1858. And this Ugh. is what happened. So summer? Summer of Ugh. 1858. The in London. So, so think about it. it. At that time, London didn't have the best plumbing. And a lot of the plumbing... Only London! A lot of the plumbing <laughs> went into the Thames River. The Tam- or Thames, however, Thames, Thames River. Yeah. Like, a lot of that came, and not only that, a lot of the plumbing and sewage came back and forth. So, also, their drinking water came into the from the Thames River as well. So, not only that, there were... It's just, just like that, this like that river in India that everybody bathes and shits in. Stop it. I don't... It's just gross. It's You it, know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. But the, the thing is, is about the... Is why it's called the Great Stink is because on a certain hot summer in 1858 the stench of the Thames River became so unbearable it was it, it covered almost the entire town the uh, entire city of London it, it was the and, and not only that vast majority of homes were built without flush toilets uh, at this time so like uh, night soil men is what they 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 had these jobs collected some of the solid waste uh, for use as fertilizer um, it's just on the streets. It was just thrown on the streets from buckets and stuff out the windows, uh, or 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 it's water courses or whatever these like waste bins that were around the place. Disgusting. Yes, I know. Very, very, very. But that's because they didn't have proper plumbing. They did they, because it was such an old city. They couldn't like, and they didn't have the proper infrastructure or industrialization to build. Uh, like build under those houses or get in. We need an aqueduct water. for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so like literally, they some of the houses old Londonville series went into the Thames. Not only that, it came from the Thames for drinking water as well and stuff like that. 1831, London suffered a series of cholera outbreaks because of this. Um, at the time, inhalation of foul air was widely thought to be responsible. Of the dreaded disease, so they thought like, "Oh, bad air, bad stink." No, it's yeah. fucking uh, cross contamination. Yeah, that's what it was. But the thing is about that—that's not the, the bad you were talking about. We're talking about people eight. in Africa still get cholera. Yeah. And, uh, so same with India, people st- are still getting cholera because they don't understand clean drinking water. So, uh, in, boil order in a scorching summer in 1858 brought things to the the, the tipping point. When the heat increased so high that the centuries of waste in the Thames began to ferment and smell of, uh, of rotten, of what they what they call refuse, rotten, yeah, refuge, rotten death, a lot of stuff. Even the houses of Parliament recently rebuilt inside the beside the Great River did not exempt. When attempts to mask the smell didn't work, there was talk of moving Parliament away from its expensive new home to Westminster, which is across 
uh, 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 London and stuff like that. Repulsed by the smell and worried by its possible effects on health of London's inhabitants, the politicians finally acted. They, they accepted a proposal of new sewage system for preventing, as far as may be practical, the sewage of the metropol uh, metropolis by placing, by passing into the river Thames with within the metropolis. Basically, this whole thing was the start of them getting proper plumbing. Was the great stink. Um, the great snake. Yeah, the it. I'm gonna start calling himbo that. It's it's a. <laughs> oh my god. The great snake. Not only that, but like they there was a lot of like. Thing about like that kind of background of, how it affected the people, like the miasma coming from it. Um, yeah, nobody wants to inhale shit. Like was con getting contracting diseases. Even that. Not only that, but like. The, there's instances of, of people uh, fainting and passing out because of the smell. And I get it. It's it, it's it. Essentially, there there's like who the, died? Oh, the the town of London's butthole. There's depictions of the River Thames with the Grim Reaper sailing on it, as if the Thames itself is the River Styx because of how disgusting it was at the time. It's the River Stakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I'm not trying to dish on London or anything. It's just a big, like, it's a it's a history into how proper plumbing came into place during the time. And this whole thing... Yeah, dude, like, during the times of, like, the Black Plague and shit like that, people mm -hmm. were throwing shit into the fucking streets, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and they just had dead bodies in the streets. Like, they, they, so, they had an issue with uh, refuse at biohazard disposal. Yeah, like, they planned on creating uh, 1,100 miles or 1,800 kilometers of additional street sewers, uh, which would feed into 82 miles uh, or 132 kilometers of main interconnecting sewers, uh, were to put out tender between 1859 to 1865. So this was a long process because it's a ton of, of sewage throughout the entire city. Right. Yeah, so... And like they, it, it was all it was a long process. the the work the, the problem the biggest problem was the southern drainage system that they had to like build into it. Swimming in the River Thames is like uh, swimming in the Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, there's big there was outbreaks later down the line after this whole thing because they still thought that it was because of Thames, but it was also uh, probably just like. The city getting used to proper for, um, uh, 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 sewage and uh, plumbing and stuff like that, because like not people back then didn't have that, so their adjustment would probably be like, oh, do I still throw it out the window or do it in the bucket or like? Well, you had to think there was a time where um, they only had the the next street sewage system was done, but the one next to it, you know what I mean, like. They were still waiting on access. There was also people like, that didn't, like, believe that it was a good idea to put plumbing in. Just a, a select few. Because I it, think we should well, shit like, in the streets because it's London. The main person that made this, uh, his last name is Basilget, and there's, like, depictions of him as, like, a snake, and they call him the sewer snake and stuff like that. That's the guy that created the plumbing system and, and whatnot. So there's people that did not like the idea of it at the time as well. It's... Well, so he probably wasn't a good guy. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But like at the same time, it's just a very 
He could be like a Hitler of the time. You know what I mean? Like, Hitler did a couple of good things, but a lot of really bad things. Mm. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, okay. Okay. So, some of the ideas of the background of, of the Thames itself, they call the Thames at water itself monster soup. <laughs> this was a depiction from 1828. Uh, and some of these are d- the drop of the Thames water. So you can see right here, it shows little microbe fucking monsters and stuff like that just hanging out in it because of how dirty it was at the time. Yeah, boil order. Yeah. So, uh, that's, it's just, it. but like, yeah, the Great Stink of 1858, like, was a whole big thing that just dramatically changed London's infrastructure for plumbing and waste disposal and we're like, like we're gonna add a little fluoride yeah like a little chlorine i mean it was bound to happen at some point it was definitely bound to happen at yeah some point. water processing treatment plants uh-huh yeah but it took a long time because of course people back then like got into the habit of just doing the same thing over and over again that they've done for like the centuries so yeah <laughs> yeah and then like you look at america and they're all like let's not do that in 1776, they were like, yeah, we're, no. no like, we're we're going to create outhouses with the extra land that we have. And septic tanks uh-huh. and things like that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, <laughs> that's... We, we left Britain for a reason, and it was the smell. <laughs> it could have been, that could have been, like, one reason. That's why we poured tea in the bay. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a reason for some people, is they just didn't like the, like, the, the health hygiene. Of, like some of them they left for a reason that. you know what i mean like yeah. it, some just, of it is government some of it is uh other ideas some freedom. Of it is freedom it's a bunch of different things but i don't want to get into that what i want to get into is a recommendations um movies we watched the dnd drungeons and drungeons and dragons a thumber child once again comes out of his hole to devour everybody who he can slide into um, no, that movie is great. I like it. No, a lot. that movie was fucking rad. Brian fighting demons at six p.m. He's like. <laughs> the other uh, movie we watched was Saltburn, uh, crazy film. I. It was good. I it led me on to be more way more horrific than I thought it would be. It's pretty but horrific, it, but it is but not horrific in the it, way you it's think it's gothic is. horrific. I, that's mm. what I was trying to tell you. Like, it's, I would not, say it's not it, gore horrific, no, it's, not, it's, it's gothic horrific. Not like that. Like, they gave the tropes that, like, labyrinths, doppelgangers, uh, like, the dark mansion with the secrets and the family, you know what I mean? Like, it literally had gothic tropes written all the way up and down it. So, I personally thought it was going to be a vampire film. I about think halfway it, through. It makes you disgusted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of was. It, make you dis- <laughs> it, it makes you a bit disgusted with how people can be obsessed with each other. Right. Yeah, so that's the best way I can describe it. Rich and, people, anyway. Yeah. Like, how well, out of touch that they are. Well, not even rich people. I'm talking about... No, that main, family was I'm, out of touch. But I'm talking about the main character Barry played. Dude, yeah. that dude was fucked up. And I'm not... I'm, I'm Barry not, Kagan's a sick little freak. Yeah, no. Like, that's... that's he that. goes up there with Nicholas Holt. They're uh, both sick little freaks. Yeah, so, so then the other one, which I did have to leave bef- because it was late... On New Year's that we watched it, we watched the Barbie film, and, uh, yeah, no, that's great. That one's been also a really good one to watch again. Uh, yeah, definitely. Kevin watched that one for the first time. Like, he was like, whoa. 
Yeah, I still det- I still uh, detest to the fact that Weird Barbie's house is better than all the other Dude, houses. Like, why she got a fire ass house? Yeah. Also, the music for that movie, Dance the Night Away. Dead. I fucking uh, love that movie. Barbie's so good. Ah! The other, the video games we've been playing is Lego Fortnite. Jasmine got me to play some of it as well as on the night. It's, it was really, it was I a good Kevin time. I got Kevin to play it. He didn't understand it. Brian played it and ran around it was in circles. Like, I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm hungry. He yeah. didn't understand the mechanics. Um, and then, of course, we got Joe playing it. Well, Joe was the one who got me to play it. Then I got Zach to play it because I made everybody at the party download it. Yeah, I got it. So I've been I've been playing some of it. I had an issue last night, but we'll see about in the future about that one. On my end, uh, I didn't. I don't think I talked about the different location in Frontiers of Pandora that I went to. First off, the whole game still impresses me with its whole environment setup, and like, there's certain spots in the game that like are very scenic is the best way I can put it. And I'm like, I want to put a camp here or something like that. It makes like it, 76. Yeah, yeah dude. I, it's, it, it has that vibe going for me, but I can't do it. But um, the, the forest is really cool. The plains region is super unique and something that I just, I, I'm very, very impressed by. I'm starting to go into an all-out war in my next quest line i think so that's gonna be fun um but uh i've gotten you say it's really weird to see how humans interact with you because they're smaller than you and it is really weird but i've gotten used after playing the game for i don't even know how long i've gotten very used to yeah dude that shit tripped me out oh yeah after a while like i was like why am i so tall i looked down at a normal human i looked down at a normal human Uh like i craned my neck yeah no it's it's very interesting shit was weird as hell no like the game's mechanics and like the terrain is built for like how large you are it's completely built for how big you are and uh no they did a really good job with it um it looks like they're gonna expand more into it in this year so we'll see about that but anyways uh our news does not end there as we gotta start off a bit uh on a sad note as um a very young prolific actor has died and it is at the hand of suicide and i am so saddened by this not just because he was young but because he was just starting you know what i mean like it and it it's not like it makes it any better like if they were older or whatever mm-hmm. it's just a shock anytime that you find out that somebody has killed themselves but like you you look at the the information given and you you can see why you know what i mean that he thought his life was over but lee sun kyun uh was the star of parasite the award-winning film of either 2020 the oscar winning uh film of 2020 or 2021 um the lead actor who played uh he was he was the he was park dong ik in the film he was the main he was the rich uh father yeah yeah he was the rich father and he died at the age of 48 he uh, was uh found in his car in seoul uh south korea and this is in the this is on the heels of the government cracking down 
on high-profile people, including actors, singers, socialites, and heirs to the country's richest family, uh, on hard drugs yeah, he, and allegations. Like It was like six months ago, but he was found with cocaine, if I believe, and then like his agency and stuff like dropped him completely. And that's just because... Like, well, yeah, and then everybody just doesn't want to work with him anymore, you know what I mean? And people looked at him in the streets differently, and... He thought that he ruined his life. You know South, what I mean? South Korea's South culture Korea's very on hard. drugs is very, very different than ours. Very. So, um... I'm like, in America, if they find him with crack or coke, they'll be like, okay, go to rehab. And then they'll let him back out. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is a great example. You know what I mean? Like, that dude was a fucking addict through and through. Loved alcohol, loved everything. Speedballs. That man was doing it up in the 80s into the 90s and the early 2000s and then turned his life around whenever he got uh, his role for Iron Man. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's just sad to see this happen. Very sad. Like, I, you... His wife, like, Mm -hmm. sent out a message to the police saying he's missing, you know, and had found uh, a suicide note in the house. So... Uh, it's incredibly sad. Uh, he was known for Parasite, but he uh, he got his big television break in a medical drama called White Tower in 2007, and he started projects such as Coffee Prince, Drama City, Pasta, and Miss Korea. Uh, on the movie front, some of his biggest roles about uh, include the psychological thriller Helpless and the romantic comedy All About My Wife. Mm. So... Uh, he earned a Screen Actors Guild Award for his performance in Parasite and won the Oscar for Best Picture uh, and IGN's Best Movie of 2019. It wasn't 2020, my bad. Got it. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's just... Uh, he, he's survived by his wife and their two sons. Yeah. So, um, once again, if... Uh, no, I'll just put this out there. one 800 273 that is the uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, there's people who care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like everybody around you doesn't, there's people who care. And uh, don't don't ever take your life because it, it hurts everyone around you. And uh, we want to see you succeed and go into the future, into 2024, and uh, thrive. So. Yes. Uh, rest in peace. The season for more. Yes. And that means more life. Rest in peace, Lisa Kyun. Yeah, rest in peace. Speaking of more, uh, researchers have found more information about us using weapons way further back than we thought. And that means 31 years. That 31, 31 <laughs> years ago we haven't used weapons. 31,000 years ago is the furthest that we have found that we have, uh, now, at least, that we have found out that we've used long-range weapons. Um, which is crazy, because at least, I think the last time, it was roughly 20,000 years ago. Well, yeah, but, now, like, but they keep finding older and older artifacts, you know yes. what I mean? Um, we went, we were a hunter-gatherer society, which, you know, uh, means that we hunted, and mm-hmm. we gathered supplies they said they found uh organic components that preserve that were able to preserve they were able to preserve but they are preserved rarely stone points that armed ancient projectiles and that are much more frequently encountered that at archaeological excavations have been difficult to connect to particular weapons reliably at least uh now they have found a way 
Um, uh, scientists believe that the hunters may have used primitive ranged weapons called a spear thrower to cast their projectiles, which is somewhat similar in yo, nature to the spike thrower that Aloy used in Horizon Forbidden that's West. A, that's essentially what I have in, in uh, Pandora, uh, Frontiers of Pandora. It's literally a spear thrower. Right. It helps throw spears further. <coughs> um, but yeah. Excuse me. Interesting. Um, Hook-like so, feature on the end that connects the base of the spear to the to the, yeah. So it's literally like a cradle for it, and they throw it, and it throws it further than, than yeah, normal. That's surely. literally what I use in the game. So, really? Yes. That's super funny, actually. Uh, so that's actually Ex- really weapon cool. expert reacts to Elden Ring swords and heavy weapons. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, okay, I I know he at least says okay. Now this one's at least ridiculous. Well, yeah, yeah, the fucking six-foot greatsword that's, uh-huh. like, completely unbalanced. But, uh... The damage exhibited by the ancient flint projectile heads was found to match extremely well with the stress fractures caused by the replica spear thrower, which serves as evidence to suggest that humans had indeed developed ranged weaponry in astounding 31,000 years ago, so... Which is crazy, but we've I been, mean, it's We've been expected. throwing sharp rocks since 31,000 years ago. It's expected. I mean, it, it makes sense that we would find, like, at least a innovation into how to throw something further and faster. Nah, dude. Like, I'm on, I'm on Team Graham Hancock, like, uh, where we had an extremely advanced society, and then, like, the, the Upper Dreyas happened, uh, which wiped out and reset a lot of our progress. It so. happened at some point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't know when. I don't know. I don't know when. Imagine how much further we could be if those those uh, mysterious things that we keep finding, like the Atlantean battery thing. You remember that? Like yeah, they used to have we batteries. We really don't know about if that's true or not. But I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if it hadn't been erased mm-hmm. and how far along that we'd be. It'd be like Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> Speaking of Prometheus, we're going to go up into space for a bit. Uh, scientists are trying to figure out reproduction. Yeah, so we went we went real far back, and now we're going to look in the future. So uh, We're going to have people that look like Gollum. Stop. They're going to have the body proportion of Gollum. So here's, here's the thing. They're looking They're looking into how, how we would be able to reproduce in space without it being like a fucking issue. Based on it being a completely different environment. One, well, yeah, no like, gravity. Two, no gravity. Like uh, we, they were talking about like the mess of the situation. And yes, like radiation, you have to keep it, cosmic ray. It's a bunch of stuff. right. Like, and stuff. I was, and me and Zach were talking about it before we even started the podcast about how it would affect the human body to be born up there in a zero gravity environment, like uh, where because your spine and like. Your your uh your, your milestones be, in life all depend on gravity. I would say like, your spine would be more compressed. The the second thing is your aren't legs legs and your limbs would be longer, so you'd be able to outreach further and push yourself in in the in the in the gravity. I and think, this is a few evolutions future because like if you if you take a normal human right now and then yeah, have them go up there and have a baby, it's gonna be the same kind of baby that yeah, you find I'm on Earth. I'm saying your uh, density is gonna be. And let way weaker yeah. like you're you're gonna have uh what is that disease with like the fragile bones you know what i mean um, where you just like fucking sneeze well, wrong and like not, break it, your own it won't be like birds who have hollow bones but your bone density is gonna be kind it's well gonna yeah be you're less. gonna have osteoporosis at the uh, age of fucking eight 
Like you're gonna have whole, you're gonna have cheesy Swiss bones. So they're like, talking about how they, they like, there, there's a bunch of different like things that are going to the realities of having sex in space are likely to be tricky. First off, yes. I don't want to read this whole this whole paragraph. I know, I know. It's, like it's so it's so interesting because they talk about the hygienic factors of it. But yeah. well, yeah, like uh, you don't want all, all kinds of fluids in the air. Like and we're that we're that's all we're gonna. Say on that Not one. only that, but gravity does take a portion into reproduction, uh, in into the insemination as, aspect of it. Right, right. And like if it, there's no gravity, then it's going to be tricky for that to happen at least a hundred percent. Right, um, right. Not only that, but like the inflection point of becoming exponentially available for over the last eighteen months, and we can't mandate what people do, and it's human nature also to be competitive. Yeah, people are trying to actively have sex in space. Someone will want to be the first to copulate in space. Yeah, of course. And the first to conceive in space. The first to deliver in space. And if we're not figuring this out ethically as what happens if this does happen, then we're going to have an issue on our hands, essentially, is what they're saying. Uh, Well, the the kid's going to be sickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be normal. Like, uh, and... That's that's an experimentation thing. You don't want to do that with humans first. They're, you know what I mean? Like, looking in the take pregnant it. chimpanzees up there. You know they're what I mean? They're looking to like, test it with animals. It sounds that's like. what I'm saying. Like you um, test it with low animals. Earth orbit. It sounded like they they did it in 2021 with a study aboard the International Space Station, indicating that it may indeed be possible for early mammalian embryos to form in space. So they did do, do a study about it, but they right. didn't fully test it yet. Uh, it's a whole big thing at the moment because like. It's, like, you have to take into account not only, like, the the reproduction aspect of it, making sure if you're not going to go the reproduction route and go the synthetic route, the embryo sex, uh, like, keeping up to date with all that stuff. Right. Making sure they're cool, making sure not only that, but also they're, they're, they're at the right temperature, making sure that they're adapting the correct way, making sure they're getting the right fluids, chemicals, amino acids, everything. It's a, it's a whole process. Uh, well, everything changes in space. You everything know what I mean? does like, change. Like, we don't know how everything is affected fully. So, like, once we do this actual testing of reproduction stuff for humans, it's, of course, going to run into complications we've never thought of. So They're when, trying to work on an initial <laughs> test flight for late 2024 uh, where they use Spaceborne United's... Uh, prototype of the CD-sized microfluidic disc in which sperm and eggs will be mixed along with other hardware. Uh, and they're just trying to put it out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like it, it's... So, like, they're gonna just, like... They're testing stuff in the European Space Agency centrifuge. If everything goes to plan with Artist One mission, which is currently scheduled for... Key- Quarter three of twenty twenty five, you'll say spaceborne united attempt orbital or orbital fertilization of a mouse egg in orbit for the first time. So that's that's what they're they're gonna. Yeah, try they're to trying do. to fertilize eggs up there until they're blastocysts, and then they're gonna fr- uh, cryogenically freeze them for transport back that to is, an IDF That is that is artist two. That is what they're working for with artist two. <coughs> Excuse um, me. So yeah. Essentially, this is a long process. We're not going to probably see it fully scaled out until like 10, 20 years from now. It's going to be a while. Yeah, so that's going to be a bit of time. Speaking of uh, things that are in no time, we got to stay in space as uh, Rebel Moon Part 2 comes out. 
uh, the, the teaser, and it comes out at some point. And actually, no, I do know when it comes out. They did do a release date, didn't they? They did. Yeah, April 19th. That's when it is. There's a teaser trailer for it if you want to watch it. I haven't watched it at all. Um, Neither have I. But, but we did watch Rebel Moon. Yeah, I think... Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We watched Rebel Moon, and uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's because this movie was split into two parts... And maybe it should have been I think a singular tra- movie. What, what I'm trying to what, like, I, what I think he's trying to do is he's trying to build it into a big universe, but what should have been set as a limited series. For sure, like yeah. there's not enough time on screen for him to get in all the information that he needs. So if it was like an eight episode series, you know what I mean, or a uh-huh. ten episode series, I think we would have gotten a sufficient amount of backstory for each one of the characters, which was my big problem, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have a movie like Dungeons and Dragons, which was a one-off film, you know what I mean, with a with a large ensemble cast, and you try to get to know them all within a two, uh, two to two and a half hour span, mm-hmm. and Dungeons and Dragons succeeded in every way where uh, Rebel Moon pretty much failed because i didn't give a fuck about the characters by the end of the film like i'm not i'm not spoiling anything about regarding the film you know what i mean not like there's much to spoil because like it lived uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the fucking beast master. i like the beast master he has a giant griffin for like to five minutes of the film oh my god what's his name from deadpool the deadpool villain which, which one ed ed skeen oh uh eight well yeah ed skeen was a character in that he was called, uh, his name was Ajax in Deadpool, and then he was also in He was also Leo. Ajax in this film. Eh, no. He, he <laughs> I feel, know, he was totally Ajax. No, because he could, he could feel pain. Uh, Are you sure about I that? I would say he was Are more, you sure about that? I would say he was more like his counterpart from Alita Battle Angel. Fair enough. Yeah, fair so. enough. That's the, but yeah, you James have this, Cameron. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Working on more Avatar. Fuck Avatar. Yeah. Go back to Alita Battle Angel. That was a great idea. So uh, yeah, that's happening. Uh, what else is happening? Um, speaking of the like the process of making films like this and making sure the ensemble was good. Same with sui- these suicides. Where like it's the same counter counter contrast with Suicide Squad from twenty sixteen. And the Suicide Squad from 2021. Um, We're going to talk about the people, how people are tired of, uh, aren't really, like, people say they're tired tired of of bad superhero films. Like, they aren't tired of good superhero films, because I love superhero films. Like, that's, like, one of my favorite genres ever. Like, I will go and watch a superhero film so quick. Oh, my God. I think the, the stand fell. This end did fall. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just set it up top. But, uh, yeah, I'm tired of bad superhero films, and I'm tired of them casting actors that, uh, uh, are gonna get dumped. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm tired of them switching shit up at the last second, like, uh, Jonathan Majors. Oh, Jonathan Majors rumored to be, uh, replaced by somebody. I already found the, the, the name that's been ta- going around. Yeah, Gugu and Bathara. Dominic Flagon. Let me show you who he is. This is a guy who has been in a few things. Uh, Dominic, I think his name is Dominic Flagon. Like, hold on. 
how do you say it? I'm gonna have to look it up. Domino flagon? No, it's not that. <sighs> not, not her. Yeah, we're gonna switch it up. No, it's gonna be, uh, what's his name? Domingo, that's his name. Domingo? Coleman Domingo. Let me see if that's, that's, that's the right person. I don't know why I got Dominic Flag. Yeah, him. They're gonna. They're pop. That there's been. Oh my god! It's like it's like Idris Elba had a baby with with Steve Harvey. Yeah, they're trying. He's <laughs> he's been in a lot of stuff actually. He was uh the uh, Zendaya's father in uh, Euphoria, if I believe, um, and stuff like that. So they might be using him. So we'll see about that. But. Oh, I know who he is on Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's so, the alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the sponsor, Ruth's sponsor. He's been in a lot of, a lot of stuff. The sponsor, not his, not her father. Um, but yeah, no, it's just talking about the bat, like, you have the structure of it. I think in a gist, the, the, it, the gist of the structure has become stale some people are using the same structure that has already been done before, so we're seeing it repeat. But, like, since it's repeating, it's trying to, like, rekindle the same... It's just... It doesn't work out. The, the idea of it doesn't really work out the way we want it to. Um, I think the best kind of... When the stories are told are the ones that really delve, delve deep into, like, the backstory of some of the characters. But not only that making it feel like it flows like a comic book. And right. what we're seeing is we're seeing films come out rather it being like comic book-like, they're trying to adapt it into a full-scale uh, cinematic uh, like universe, and I get that. But like think about it like this. The, the, the ones that have done really well, at least in my opinion. He was the voice of Unicron? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Candyman. I think the ones that have done really well, like so, like not only that, but you have the Blue Beetle, which did actually well. It didn't. It didn't do great uh, box office. -wise, box office wise, but, but, but it did a great uh, representation of Hispanic Americans, and it also did a great representation of Blue Beetle. And com and it had some comic book tropes going into it as well in the cinematography as well that made it to stand out well and did good with the reviews. Uh, you have pretty much all the Guardians of the Galaxy films and the Suicide Squad, both done by James Gunn, who understands to implement the comic book, like, tropes and stuff, like, for how the characters act and also how the the, the, the fluid style of, of, like, action sequences and stuff like that work. And you, he gets a good job of mirroring the same, the same way the panels are shown in, in the comic books. Right. It's... So instead of it being like where Captain Marvel, let me take that one for example, was more dramatic and try and did it, it's it led it to be more inspiration. I'm I think I'm getting away from myself here, but like I mean I'm listening. Like, yeah, but like okay, here's another here's a better example. Uh, this one's more in the animation style though, Spider Verse, of course. Spider-Verse leans heavy into the comic book style with Well, itself. yeah, but that's where it... I, in my opinion, that's where that movie shines, mm -hmm. is that it actually, you know, takes note from uh, comic books with the pow and the... You know what I mean? Like, the... Mm -hmm. the 
what it, what is that called? Onomatopoeias? Mm-hmm. Like, where it says words that it makes sounds? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that, that what the word that, that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, uh, I love that. Um, it's a, and then, you know, of course, with the, uh, with the, uh, what are the, the day, the day dots. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ben, the Ben Gay. The Ben Gay dots. <laughs> ben Gay dots. <laughs> Yay! Oh, new, new you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, so, like, another thing that people are getting tired of is how companies, bigger companies right now, are pushing uh, certain characters to come out on screen. And not only that, but, like... Come out, come out? Not or... come out on screen, but, like, they pre- like cameos and stuff like that. More cameos. But not only that, but they don't, like, make those cameos relevant to the story or anything like that. And not only that, but, like, they just push it for... To make sure that like they get people to come and see what they're trying to view, right, uh, and whatnot. Um, it's uh, right now. I think we're in a, in in as like I said. I think twenty twenty three. I think I, I said it like on the podcast a while ago. Is a tipping point right now for media as a whole. And you know, I think that the best thing that could have happened to superhero films is the multiverse. Yeah, honestly. Um, like people say that it's it's kind of like dragged down or bogged bogged it down and I'm like no I think that opening up the multiverse like and allowing films alternate films like off of the beaten path mm-hmm. to shine through like that's where we're getting things like Moon Knight you know what I mean like which is an excellent excellent series um and I couldn't recommend it more but it's not as popular as the films you know what i mean so i just hope uh that they get their shit together i think overall it's it's been spread too thin that's just a big thing about it and i think overall if they're gonna try to make an overall story arcing into secret wars and whatnot they need to work they need to do that and then they need to like stop like stop trying to connect everything once you have the multiverse set up and stuff Work on trying to create the individual characters and then build out of those. I was laughing because that scene from Dungeons and Dragons, I'm like, look, they reskinned the Age of Ultron. Oh my god. <laughs> they did! It was so funny. I pointed it out and I was like, holy shit, dude. It uh, was perfect. Yeah. Like, uh, Speaking it was the same camera choices and everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Speaking of reskinning, we're going to see a game in Thrones spinoff Nine Voyages reskinned from a live action to an animated show. Okay, I guess. That... According to George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. uh, has revealed a song of Ice and Fire series Nine Voyages has uh, pivoted, you know, from from there to there. He says we have a lot better chance of showing it all with animation. Essentially, is what he's saying. He wants to go f- from live action more into animation. It sounds like. Which Good I'm luck selling. Good luck selling that to Discovery. Yeah. Well, it sounds so like just it. like we're gonna cut our animation budget, and George R. R. Martin's like, we need an animation budget. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's fucking sad. We'll see what they do with Nine Voyages. There's also the other discussion of the one from Ten Thousand Ships, which is set a thousand years before Game of Thrones, and Snow following Jon Snow after the events of the main show. I was talking to Christian on New Year's. Uh, he is. He just finished watching Game of Thrones completely. You mean the last two seasons? I heard you guys talk about that. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Like he finished the last two seasons, and he was like, "I could definitely tell that the writing was, eh." And I was like, "Yeah, it's because there was no source material for them to go with, and they just kind of fucking freeballed it." And 
I, I don't want to say they ruined it, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I still thoroughly enjoyed every single episode of Game of Thrones. I just wish that it, uh, that the continuity was there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think we're going to get that book for another two, three years, mm-hmm. at least. I don't know. Speaking of something that we won't get for probably another year or so, uh, Coyote versus Acme. Uh, well, it's been shelved. It was shelved by HBO, but apparently, out of all the backlash, they're trying to ship it. They're trying to, sh- uh, what do you call it? Uh, ship We're trying it. to get Brendan Fraser they're back trying to have in people for buy another. It, buy it for other streaming services. <laughs> um, but the star Eric Boza, who plays the voice of Wiley Coyote in the film, uh, released a photo, one photo, of him, his character Wiley Coyote, sitting next to Will Forte. Who plays Wiley Coyote's lawyer? In this Fucking movie. dog. Yeah. So, and then you have Lana Condor who's sitting behind them. In the the dog's setting. like, I'm gonna bite that man in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> they film. They, they they. Did we talk about the fact that we watched that film? Which one? The one where he gets bitten the balls by the dogs. The talking dogs. Oh, good. Straight. Yeah, we talked about that one. Yeah, dude, that movie was whack as hell. Warner Bros. shelved this film for a tax write-down, but of course people were mad, so they're trying to ship it out to other streaming services and see what it will be. Uh, they say in 2024 is when they're trying to release it. Oh, by the way, I now want to talk about how HBO... They released Scoob, right. HBO Max released Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2, which is a crossover with DC in the Scooby-Doo universe. They had that ready for a year... And sat on it, and they sat on it, and they had it sat on it. But now it's like how they're sitting on Batgirl. Yeah, but that's not. They're gonna make that a max exclusive, or they're gonna ship that out to another streaming service and stuff like that. I don't know what they're gonna do, but they're gonna show it on CW. (laughs) I want them to just release the shit instead of just doing tax write downs and stuff like that. It's so dumb, very dumb. And, like, not only that, the screenplay and the story, like... It's not fair to the people who worked on it. The story at least had James Gunn help into it and Jeremy Slater. They all helped into making this story for the film. Um, It's just... mm, It's just annoying that that we'll have to wait and see when this movie gets released. I don't even know. We have no idea. So it just sucks. Uh, Something that does suck, though, is... The final thing before we go to break... Uh, Prime Video is adding commercials Ew. Uh, to their service soon. And not like as, oh, we're going to give you like uh, com- ad-free for like uh, $5.99 a month or something like No, they're adding commercials to their original platform, their original subscription service, and they're making a new one that will have subscription-free for an additional $3 a month. So you're paying $18 for an ad-free version, uh, or you can pay $15 for the regular version. Uh, and that's what they're doing. Starting on January 29th of this month, um, they're going to now include ads, but you can opt out by playing, uh, paying for $18 instead. Um, yeah, so that we're going in the era of ads again. We're back in ads. We're back in ads. Woo! Fuck it's ads, back to cable, guys. Uh, Fuck ads, man. No, uh, it's just going to happen like that. I mean, like, look at this. We're back onto the expensive streaming services, which all amount to possibly the same amount as what cable used to be. Uh, because now, like, you have Prime being one of the most expensive streaming services for ad-free at $18 a month, 
uh, Max ad free is sixteen dollars. Netflix's ad free is fifteen fifty dollars a month, but that's only if you're one person. And yeah, no, Hulu's, we have the twenty two dollar one. And Hulu's ad free is is seventeen ninety nine a month. Well, which is crazy. Like it, it's so we're we're back in the top uh, of stuff that is being expensive, expensive again. So right. <sighs> I'm looking at the twenty two most anticipated films it's, for the year. It's so uh, yeah. We'll go through a couple of those. You got Borderlands, the film, Bad Boys, like five. I mean, or like something. I was just scrolling back to the Fla- top because it goes in order of release date. Oh man. So like. The first one, like, I get, like, well, that's not even the first one. So the first one, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm not that excited for the beekeeper with Jason Statham. It's called uh, a Jason Statham film. It, yeah, you know, I feel like it's the Transporter Redux. But, yeah. uh, then you have Madam Web, which is February the Sony 14th, film. Uh, Dune, March 1st. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, Galvatar. March 29th. Godzilla, uh, Godzilla X-Kong. New Empire. April 12th, Civil, Civil War, War, which I don't even know what the hell that is. Alex Garland, who made Men, this is his next film. Interesting. Yeah, so you have that one. Fall Guy, which is a stuntman. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Like, I love the description because it says it has big, the nice guys energy. <laughs> and I fucking love the nice guys. Like, if you guys haven't watched the nice guys, then you should just watch Ryan Gosling scream like a little girl when he gets his arm broken. Yeah. By Russell Crowe. It was a great film. Kingdom uh, of the Planet of the Apes. That's out. May 24th. Furiosa. Furiosa. Also May 24th. That's going to be a big fucking weekend. Holy oh. shit. Um, next up, we got Bad Boys 4, June 14th. The Quiet Place Day 1, June 28th. Uh, Twisters. Jesus. Uh, yeah, July 19th. Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 3. 3, July 26th. Trap, yep. M. Night Shyamalan's new film. Okay. Um, <laughs> it says M. Night Shyamalan is one of our best and worst filmmakers. <laughs> Borderlands. Borderlands film. film, August 9th. Alien, uh, Romulus. Yep, April, August 16th. Craven. Craven, August 30th. Beetlejuice 2, September 6th. Joker, Folia, Do, uh, October 4th. Venom 3, November 8th, Gladiator 2, I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah. Uh, November 22nd, Sonic 3, December tw- uh, 20th. Yeah, and that's so. what we got. So, when we get back, we'll talk more about uh, a little bit of horror stuff, and then we're going to jump into game stuff. We'll be right back, guys. Stick around. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. You are now fully rested. And we are back! Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. As the producer says he has an idea for the next movie. Maybe it'll be a Spiral sequel. Who knows? No, we don't know. Actually, so the whole thing about this is they were talking about... Saw 11 is approaching already. Cecilia. They already got done. Like, they already have the idea for Saw 11 coming out, and they're already working on it. So, Tobin and Sean are in a foreign country... Saw X, which we're not going to get... I don't want to get into 
Uh, Saw X was awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, spoilers in this one, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Uh, it says that Saw 11 right after Saw X, it might be like that. It takes place between Saw and Saw 2, though. So we might see Saw 11 be the aftermath okay, of Saw Okay, so we X. might see more Gor- Dr. Gordon stuff. Yeah. Uh, it could, though, be also a sequel to Spiral, which, no, because Ew, you can just Because Spiral off. was in the book of Saw. It was a complete spinoff, had nothing to do with the, with the series at all. Uh-huh. It, was a, it was a copycat killer. Yeah. So we don't know about that one. So we'll see where that goes. I have no idea. Speaking we hope Steph- that he returns. We hope Tobin Bell returns, though, because he's the key to uh, the Saw series. Speaking of returning, though, it's possible that Event Horizon, after many, many years, might return. As there's there's been, like, uh, talks, continuous talks about this, like, still happening, the director's cut maybe happening, or them reviving something to bring back some of the deleted scenes. As Jason Isaacs, one of the people who worked on it, who, if you don't know who that uh, name is, is the name of Lucius Mal is the guy who played Lucius Malfoy. I saw this Potter. fucking this meme, and it was like Lucius Malfoy after getting in an argument with a twelve year old, and it was literally somebody with this fucking platinum blonde ass wig that went all the way down to their ass, and they were just like throwing their fucking hair to Nicki Minaj songs, and I was like, you know, that really is a Lucius Malfoy vibe. You know what I mean? He's a barb. We know he is. Like. So- but he talked about some of the infamous, definitely illegal, deleted scenes. Um, but he talked about it saying they shot on a soundstage next to us. So they had a completely different soundstage for the more infamous scenes. And there are things that are definitely illegal to do now, probably illegal to do then, with a whole bunch of people with certain things wrong with their body or their mind. And Paul's best mate was shooting the second unit, and he kept coming back to our stage going, you will not believe what I saw this morning. Um, there's lore around it saying that they had missed deadlines, panic executives, extreme content that pushed the boundaries of susceptibility at the time. Uh, test screenings of it reportedly horrified content, which had never been seen before. Um, but yeah, no, he, he went into talking about like, if you watch the film, it does occasionally flash, literally flash frames of what happened to the ship. And all the hell and all the things that were going on. And he says, is it an orgy? Is it a massacre? What's going on? Saying that he probably used some of the scenes from those deleted scenes as the flash frames. Small snippets. Um, We don't know what will happen with that. But that film is... Jesus, this man is fucking busy. Yeah, he's very busy. Holy shit. This the, The fascination of this film is like... Still the fascinating. This is one of Brian's favorite films for some reason. It is one of Brian's favorite films. So they're looking to do, like, there's people that are very, No fucking way. There's people Jason that, Isaacs is the void of Gortash? Mm-hmm. There's people very interested in trying to bring this film. Sam Neill, who starred in the film, has shown support for the idea of bringing back the extended cut and stuff like that. But we do not know if that's ever going to happen. He played three voices in, Mar- in Midnight Suns. Dang. Mephisto, Agafisto, and Mysterious Creature Voice. Cool. So, speaking of weird, though, such as Event Horizon was very weird. We got to talk about some of the weird stuff that happened during 2023. Um, Batman Unburied? Have you listened to that at all? Yeah, some of it. He was Alfred. So, really some of the things that happened was the controversy with the M&M. Spelt, like, what the fuck? The green it? M&M? Something just <laughs> happened to my... There we go. Got away from that shit. Uh, there we go. 
Yeah, the first thing on our list was Eminem's had a spokescan controversy that ended with a Super Bowl. Kicked off the sexification of the green Eminem. Uh, but they only added to the chaos. 23 promised to be a year. Shrek was rumored to be dead at some point. Uh, two dudes tried to steal $300,000 worth of Gen, Gen Con goods. And 300000 You said 300000 Gen Con goods, and we got extremely busted. We talked about this. They, we did they talk about this. They tried to get this. the pallet of, of gaming cards. And Magic they the got, Gathering. They got connected, yeah. E, yeah. E3, E3 imploded. It yeah. died. It died. Uh, Shrek didn't die, but E3 did. <laughs> Amaranth, Seinfeld, Fucking and the Amaranth. Pope all had an AI moment. Seinfeld AI. All on, we love Seinfeld yep, AI. on Twitch. Yep. Bioware apologized for a commemorative Commander Shepard corpse statue. Yeah, that's fucked. That. I remember that because that was fucked up. I was like, why would you do this? Max like, announced a 10-year-long Harry Potter TV series. Uh, which we do not know anything about that at Still the moment. Still nothing. Charlie's Matt, uh, Charles Martinet. Martinet wrapped a legendary career as the voice of Mario, and all he got was a cameo in the Mario movie. But at the same time, like he's not Mario anymore. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, like just... no, he's not. He he's he's like the head spokesman of Mario, if, if I believe, or something like that, of Mario merchandise. <laughs> the but, oh oh my god. Multiple. The War Thunder Discord was somehow at the center of multiple classified document leaks. Yeah. Like, we actually just discovered, dis- discussed this, like, last week, I think. Uh, Maybe the week before. We uh, next up, Grimace Shake. Grimace Shake became a cosmic horror a lot all over TikTok. We love that. Uh, yeah. I love these, like, 90s images people, that they have on here that are just absolutely horrifying. People got weird about the Oppenheimer sex scene. That wasn't and stuff. That like wasn't that. even that weird. No. Like it was just a normal sex scene in a film. Post well, Malone was... bought Magic the Gathering's two million dollar Lord of the Rings one ring card. Damn. Uh, Cowling Bally. Yeah, I remember that. AKA Miranda sings performed a ukulele song. That oh my god! To the toxic Fart workplace jokes. allegations. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The toxic gossip train. Planet of the base. Planet <laughs> of the base exploded as a listenable shit post. Jesus. Can't. Kai Sinat incited yes. a riot in New York City and attempted PS5 giveaway. You guys remember that one? I do. Yeah. Like. Skibbity Phantom Tax. Oh my god. I don't get you're into so that. skibbity. You're so Phantom Tax. Uh, we're not getting into that if you don't understand. Hit. You're not part of the culture. And Kojima did a Kojima theme before calling it a year with the trailer for OD, which is cryptic as fuck. Yep. Uh, and that's some weird news, but that's not all we had for gaming news, as the biggest gaming news and entertainment stories from IGN also happened, with number, with it being labeled as Baldur Gates 3 is 2023's surprise smash hit. I wasn't surprised by this at all, because yeah. I pre-ordered the game. Sony reveal new, some new hardware throughout the year, uh, PSVR 2 and the PlayStation Portal, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Mario gets a new voice. We talked about that. Yes. Mar- Redfall Charles became Martin a Metz. fucking disaster uh, of Dude, a hit. yeah. You know what? Like, Redfall had so much potential. And I told you, I, I sunk, like, 40 to 60 hours into this game. And, like, it was it was really good. It had an idea. But, unfortunately, the graphics did not fucking hold up. Like, yeah. and, uh, like, the 30 FPS that capped at, like, fucking 20 FPS was absolutely insane. They finally just updated it to that 60 frames per second in october five months after it's fucking the release and i'm like you guys should have just pushed it off six months you know what i mean 
Um, it's player count uh, sitting around 1% of its launch numbers on Steam. On Steam, but Steam doesn't account for all it, Yeah, it's not Xbox. PlayStation you know? boss Jim Ryan retired after 30 years. Bye. Disney has announced his three new Star Wars films happening. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox. What were Secret. the three films? I they they don't say. Uh, to be a sequel trilogy. It's a sequel trilogy sequel. I don't. Starring care none of the no. I don't care. Daisy Ridley, Ray Skywalker. I don't care. PlayStation, Ew. Xbox, Secrets accidentally revealed by the FTC. We remember that. That's yep. what we talked Leaky about. Leaky leaks. Perfect dark re. Perfect dark reboot is still very much years away. Day before crashes and burns, this should be number one. <laughs> all of that. This should be number and one. Som- this is the worst thing that happened. Insomniac suffers a massive data data breach. I remember talking. They're about like, that. "Hey, we have Wolverine, and you guys aren't allowed to put anything out through Marvel for the next ten years." I'm gonna like, jump over ones that we've already talked about, like that one. Mario jumps beyond video games. That one is going to the movies. Grand Theft Auto Five. Not the six. five six Grand Theft Auto six was finally revealed and people it broke the internet. Barbenheimer dominates the summer at box office, which is very true. Mm-hmm. And both movies both deserve amazing, amazing, you know, uh, credit. Elon Musk ex Twitter. We don't. Yeah, he blew up Twitter. Yeah, like he blew it up, and now there that you remember when he put that big X on the top mm-hmm. of the building and the city was like, take that the fuck down. That is going in people's Dude has eyes. So much money, he don't care. Dude, it it, it like was. It was noise pollution, or was, light pollution. Like, literally, there was people trying to live, and they couldn't close their blinds enough to get blinded by the giant X on the top of this building. AI became super insane. prominent this year. Yeah, we, we love AI. Xbox completes its Activision Blizzard buyout. E3's dead Two again. strikes and Hollywood's out for the SAG-AFTRA. Uh, layoffs devastate the whole gaming industry. Like, this, yeah. it, this year was a layoff year. This was fucking Major awful. layoff year. Uh, it was fucking awful. Yeah, it wasn't so that, just awful. It was fucking so awful. So that happened, but we got controversy. A soul crushing year. atmosphere at the studios. Yeah, we got we got we got some controversies when we're talking about that kind of stuff, such as the controversies of twenty twenty. Bro, bro, bro. Embracer laid off five percent. Uh, Epic laid off sixteen percent. Hasbro cut close to twenty percent. And that's like, just those. We didn't. And that's it, just those. That's like, not talking about Microsoft, Disney. It's not it talking about Bungie either. Bungie. Like, not talking about. There's a bunch of companies. Ubisoft, yeah. like CD Projekt Red, like a bunch of these fucking companies cut so many people. Dude. So since we're talking about controversies, we got to talk about the controversies that happened this year, starting with Hogwarts Legacy's legacy problem, as uh, that was a whole Rowling thing. Is a fucker. Oh, J.K. J.K. Rowling is a fucker. A She's just being a troll. Yeah. So then there was also this gameplay of Unrecord, Unrecord which yeah. draws uncomfortable comparisons to real life. They didn't like it because footage. it was too realistic. It looked really realistic. I, it looks great. Yeah. Like, I would love to play that. Six Days and Follow Yuya was... Fallujah. Re- com- Fallujah was completely revived, and people were very adamant about that being uh, not made. Uh, Un- <laughs> Unity fees. Yeah, that was a big fucking deal, dude. Game Award provokes developers... Which it did. It completely did. This Game Awards was interesting. The day before. The day before disappointment. We talked about that artificial one. intelligence. Yep. A gaming industry boom <laughs> and fizzles out. Does this one have any more? No. Microsoft, that's it. Bethesda, 343, Bungie, Sega, Ubisoft, Epic Games, Bioware, CD Projekt, Electronic lot. Arts, Unity, Amazon. It was a lot. I forgot about Amazon. Mm-hmm. And like over ten thousand people were laid off. It was a lot. Wow. Uh. And. 
yeah, that's 2023's wrap-up of games, except for Steam. Steam has its best-selling and most-played games in 2023, and we're going to go through its categories, being top sellers, uh, with Apex Legends, Baldur Gate, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, Lost Ark, Cyberpunk 2077, Dota 2, PUBG, Destiny 2, Counter-Strike 2, Sons of the Forest, and Call of Duty HQ, which includes Modern Warfare 2, 3, and Warzone, and that's all platinum tier platinum and then there's like gross revenue but i want to get in that most call of duty hq was the most played game by active controller players yes most wow. played followed and is measured by peak concurrent players which includes 300 300 or more includes Go- goose goose duck sons of goose the goose duck yeah Bro. that's what it says <laughs> sons of forest hogwarts legacy PUBG, counter-strike 2 Baldur's gate 3 destiny 2 apex legends stoda 2 starfield and lost ark Early access graduates. Oh, it's, what is Sunhaven? I don't know. We'll have to look. Ready or not, Ballers Get Three, World Tales, Marvel Snap, Everspace, blah blah blah. Steam Deck, top Steam Deck games with active players. Dave the Diver, there it is again. Elden Ring, Dave the Diver, Hogwarts Legacy, Legacy, Witcher Three, Wild Hunt. Damn, that's impressive. A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of big games though. Most played, daily active, Call of Duty HQ, Armor Core. Six Rocket League FIFA twenty twenty three Hogwarts Legacy Hofwarts 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 <laughs> yeah. Hofwarts Legacy. So you can look more into this stuff if you really want to. It's just a lot of lot of detail and whatnot, but a lot of big games that happened during the twenty twenty three uh, twenty twenty three slate of of games wrap up essentially is what I'll say. Um. Just a lot of stuff that happened, and this year's going to be no different with crazy crap. Uh, Yeah, speaking of crazy crap, like uh, this next one, Square Enix president has stated the company will be aggressive in applying They love AI. They want to suck his toes. Dude, you saw what it did to GTA? Fuck that, dude. Yeah, dude, that was bad. Like, I don't want you to put that into the video game. Uh, they're, they're trying to, uh, be aggressive in applying AI to their stuff. Uh, they're, they have discussed the desire to explore NFTs, blockchain, games, metaverse, and more. Um, I'm not into that, you know what I mean? Uh, but I thought it was important to, uh, you know, mention this, because I don't know if this is going to be good for the future of Square Enix. Oh, it's really not good. I'm, I'm thinking, like, it's gonna, uh, be a nightmare for them. Like, the short-term... They said uh, our goal will be to enhance our development productivity and achieve greater sophistication in our marketing efforts. They're going to use AI marketing. Don't do that. Wow. In the longer term, they hope to leverage those technologies to create new forms of content for consumers as they believe the technological innovation represents business opportunities. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <sighs> oh well, well, we'll have to see what they try to put out. Once I mean, it could be good. It could be. I don't think like, it will be, but we'll be I, like, it we're could. gonna put out our first AI game. Guess what it's called? Booja Land. And you know what you do in Booja Land? You take the flip flop and put it on the clap snake. And then you take the clap snake and then you, you reload it with the context. And then AI and then, Seinfeld starts playing uh-huh. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying random words. They're just getting stuck on the couch. We're getting we're getting into a point where it's gonna like I worry that they're gonna like be like, Oh, we can make a video game with AI completely. It's no. fine. No, no, no. Yeah. So I, I worry You could about use that. AI to help with the coding, but uh to completely make an AI uh, game? No. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we'll see what they do with that, which is the same thing for this one. As God of War's Christopher Judge is not going to voice the young Kratos uh, in the new, like, remakes of... Not re the remasters of, of the original three. Right. And it's out of respect of the original actor, Terrence C. Carson. Uh... He never watched any of the scenes from the earlier God of War games because TC is so great, and I thought it would be a disservice to try to voice match him or anything, and nor did they escort. Uh, from the very beginning, it was all about making his own, and I completely am fine with that. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, I, we would love to see him come back, you know, yeah. uh, as, like, the young voice. But uh, apparently they're remastering the full original trilogy. I remember hearing about it. So, uh, I'm really, honestly, super excited about that, uh, mostly because of fixed camera angles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, that was something that I absolutely fucking hated from the first and, uh, second God of War. They, they, uh, were smart enough to, like, fix that, like, the third time around. Mm -hmm. But, like, the, the, the first God of War, especially with those fixed camera angles, I know that that was, like, the original style back then. But I would love to see new camera angles on a remastered, retextured game. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, especially one as prolific as God of War. Mm -hmm. So, this next one, I have been following for quite a while. It's Fallout-based. It's not just, it's not like Fallout made by Bethesda. It's a mod. It's a DLC-sized mod for Fallout 4. It's huge. It's fa called Fallout London. It's a big bit... And it finally gets a new <laughs> release date. And I have been following this for quite a while. This is a... It's supposed to be released in April 23rd of 2024. It's from Team Folon. Yes. And what it is all about is you will be literally playing Fallout in London. That is like the whole thing. They have taken a lot of effort and time to try to make it exactly what it is. They have a whole YouTube chip page that you can check out that shows like the behind the scenes of them building the environment and the music and the storylines, all the stuff. And I've been following this one. And another one I want to shout out is Fallout Miami, which is the same kind of style, except they're making it based in Miami. And that one also has a YouTube page as well and stuff like GTA that. GTA Fallout? It's, it's, I've, I've been... <laughs> Fallout by City. <laughs> I've been following these for quite a while. The Miami has a ways off, but this one is definitely coming out Miami. soon. Yeah, <laughs> Miami sucks. In real life, though, me and Zach don't like Miami. Miami's, we don't like Atlanta either. No, both those places are really scary. They're hell, hellscapey. Yeah. So, but I've been looking forward to seeing what this one is. I have a PC. If I can get it more updated and stuff, I could play this mod and see how it turns out and whatnot. That'd be really cool. Uh, instead of waiting for Fallout Five, and yeah, which we are gonna see. Until you're probably 30. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have to just wait and see on that one. Um, Fallout London looks to be cool, though. I look forward to seeing, like, all the new features that they put into it. New creatures, too. Like Features and creatures. Because, like, the creatures are going to be, like, a lot different since the, the environment's completely different. And stuff Me like re-downloading Nexus mod. You know the Thames River is going to become, like, heavily Stop. irradiated and, and wasty. And it's going to be, like, filled with creatures. It's going to be green. Yeah. Green. Yeah, speaking... It's going to have, like, alien creatures put into it. Speaking of aliens, though, Star Wars Outlaws 1, they revealed One. that the... the there's I been thought a that was Babu Frick for, like, two seconds. There, there's... 
<laughs> There's a reveal that this will be slated to come out in late 2024. Not only that, but there's reveals of the deeply open world experience they're building into. Uh, and we they have covered on a couple of those. As we will be able to journey through various planets of the Outer Rim Territory, uh, promising players to explore a mix of classic Star Wars worlds and brand new locations. Oh my god. In addition to Tatooine, <laughs> home of Star Wars protagonist Luke Starwalker and the nefarious Jabba the Hutt, outlaws will include planets like... You just said uh, Luke Starwalker, by the way. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> planets like Cantonica, Can- uh, Kant- uh, 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 the gambling hub, the wealthy first scene, and the last Jedi... Uh, Kit Kijimi, a frigid space runner den that has appeared in Rise of Skywalker. Akiva, a jungle world fans might recognize from several Star Wars novels. And Dishara, a brand new moon inspired by the African savanna. Not only that, but you'll also have the other planets, such as, uh, where was it? Uh, Tat, yeah, okay, we have those ones. And a mix of other Star Wars worlds and brand new locations. The game will feature three distinct types of environments, cities filled with criminal syndicates, open world areas to explore on foot or using vehicles, and space navigation aboard the player's personal starship called the Trailblazer. Um, yeah, and like they're, they've been build, they're building really heavily into this, and I look forward to it. It looks really pretty. Yeah. It, it's giving uh, Jedi Survivor vibes. I look forward to playing it, except bigger. Well, yeah, except bigger. It's going to be bigger. Um... Star Wars Outlaws will be open world soundtrack game in the same style as the previous Ubisoft titles, like Massive's own Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So I look forward to seeing how the environment will be built out in this game. Uh, so yeah, no, that'll be cool. Like I look, all, I look way forward to that. That it's made by the same people that the same developers that made Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Massive Entertainment. So their environment styling is gonna be really, really well done, at least to my, to what I expected to be, um, and that'll be really cool to see. Like you're, the envi- the world building is a big portion of Star Wars, and if you do it right, it. you do it really good. I can't wait to play it. Yeah, so that'll be tight to see. All right, so oh, something else that will be tight to see is thing. our last one as Steamboat Wi- Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse has been put onto public domain. Officially, as of yesterday, from yep. our from us, uh, yep. it was on July first. Uh, we mentioned it like two weeks ago, uh, but as of uh, January, not and July. And immediately, <laughs> immediately, not even twenty four hours later, there was two horror movies announced, list announced for the big tie with Mickey Mouse being built into that one of them called Mousetrap, if I believe. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we got a video horror-style video game with Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse being in it called Installation 88. Uh, Infestation. Infestation 88. Uh, apparently, there's an update to it saying Nightmare Forge game, the people that created it. Uh, there was accusations of them having the game's title being a reference to neo-Nazis. But they... Uh, that that I don't know. They have also renamed the game to Infestation Origins is what they've renamed it to. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a new one to four player survival co-op game that aims to infuse nostalgia with terror, uh, a twisting in the now into public domain Steamboat Willie. Essentially, it's just going to run around and chase you. They describe it as such. In the year 1988, what was thought to be an outbreak of rodents in various locations morphed into something far more sinister. Sometimes you'll need to fight, sometimes you'll need to run, and sometimes you'll need to hide in a locker. This is giving Alien Isolation. 
you can set traps and utilize CCTV cameras. Okay, now we got a little bit of the five nights. It's lethal Freddy company. Uh, yeah, uh, to try and stay one step ahead of the infestation, and item layouts are randomized in order to help keep matches fresh. That'll be interesting to see yes. how this goes. Yes, yes, pretty much. I want to see how it plays out. It's it's like, trying to like, be FNAF X Faz. It, it you know, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes with this, but. Who knows? I think it's it's gonna be a little janky, honestly. Oh, let's look at look at these pictures. That's a weird focus, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I said, I think it's gonna. Oh, be a, I think it's gonna. It's be a, giving mole rat more than it's giving uh, steamboat Willie, but yeah. Well, that's the one that you. There we go. Out. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Anyways, um, that's it. This is the end of our podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you Join for us again around. next year. For another year. Thank you guys so much for sticking around for another year. Yeah, this is 2024, the season of more. And our last thing is a Zach's fact. What is that Zach's fact? Go out and look for more things. That's not a fact. That's just a, that's just a statement. Hold on, let I me fix that. I can't believe that you wrote Ben Gay, though. Let me fix that. Um... Fans can be helicopters if you try hard enough. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Until next time. I think this year we're going to try to at least push out more of the weekend content where we used to do. I think this last year has just been a bit busy. So. Well, yeah. Like, I moved you twice. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just... You're finally settling. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like you have a so, good job. Like well, we'll get we'll get more into that little stick thing. Last year was kind of like a. This year's a leap year, by the way. I didn't even talk. We did like that's that's officially an actual thing. It's a leap year this year. Right. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, stay fresh and Aww. don't get eaten by rodents. Bye. It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.